Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, as I said yesterday, this week we're getting to glimpse and meditate on the the shocking emergence of fertility. It's the week of surprising fertility. Yesterday we had Manoah and his wife, and we had Elizabeth and Zechariah and John the Baptist, and today we have the Annunciation scene. We'll hear this again Sunday. Here's where I want to start this morning. That I've shared this before, but it bears repeating, that the, the stunning proposal that's at the heart of the gospel is that there is a stunning proposal at the heart of the gospel. Like the shocking, too-good-to-be-true, wild proposal that's being held out to us in the gospel is that God desires to approach every human heart just in, in a similar way as he did to Our Lady, to bend the knee and say, like, begging, really, will you let me in? Will you let me share life with you now into eternity, right? The desire in God's heart is to be espoused to each and every human soul, to unite his nature to our nature. He's asking, will you let me come so close? Will you let me, like, nestle into the folds and the intricacies of your life? Like, that's the stunning proposal, that he's not just merely tolerating any of us. He's not merely interested in a mere personal relationship with any of us, that there's a desire for profound intimacy, that that the least inadequate analogy that we have, the least inadequate analogy that the scriptures give is that of marriage. He wants something like a marriage. And today with these readings, what we see is like the beginning, the sort of unfolding of this drama. We see in Mary, in the Annunciation, the prototype of what will unfold for every baptized person, for every baptized soul, that what we see is the bridegroom. We contemplate the bridegroom coming to his bride-to-be, and he's asking simply to be let in to be let in, asking for her permission, asking for her yes. You know, in the middle of the Bible, you find the Song of Songs. Pope Benedict, he said that the Song of Songs, he says it expresses the essence of biblical faith. And the Song of Songs, it's the only book in the entire Bible that doesn't actually mention God's name. There's more commentaries written on the Song of Songs than any other book in the whole Bible. St. Bernard of Clairvaux, who he's, his reading is today in the morning, it, uh, it appears in the office of readings this morning, but St. Bernard of Clairvaux basically did two things. He established monasteries and he wrote commentaries on the Song of Songs. So many commentaries on the Song of Songs. In the Song of Songs, you have this dramatic love poetry, this longing, this passion between a bridegroom and a bride, and what you hear is the bridegroom coming to the bride in the middle of the night, knocking on her door, and he's saying, open to me, my sister, my bride, open to me. My head is drenched with dew with the dampness of the night. He's begging her to open to him. Pope Benedict, he he commented on, remember that scene in the gospel where Jesus heals the deaf and mute man, where he spits on the ground and groans and touches his tongue and says, ephatha, right? That is, be opened. Pope Benedict said, in that one word, it summarizes the entirety of Jesus' mission. He's coming to his bride and begging her, be opened to me. Be open to me. 
open to me. This is what the Lord is doing in the Annunciation. He's coming to her, knocking on the door of her heart, saying, open to me, my sister, my bride, open to me, open to me. As I was praying with this scene, this might sound silly, as I was praying with this scene, like the image that came to my mind was, uh, remember the movie The Little Mermaid? Anybody? I know that seems out of left field. Are you with me? Little Mermaid, raise your hand. Okay, good. All right. Remember the scene where Sebastian's singing the whole drama, is he going to kiss the girl? Remember that? How like every sea creature, everything is like leaning in wondering, is he going to kiss the girl, right? Everything is leaning in. Bernard of Clairvaux, commenting on the Annunciation, he says it's as if all of creation is leaning in, bending in. What is she going to say? What is she going to say? Like, have you ever seen out in public, have you ever gotten to witness someone proposing to somebody out, you know, out in public, like on a beach or on a pier, you know, out in a restaurant or something? Like, when you see that happening, everything stops, everybody's head turns, and everybody's wondering the same thing. What is she going to say, right? All of creation, picture like every blade of grass, every bug, every star, just turning in attention. What is she going to say? Is she going to open? Is she going to open? It's like as if everything in creation was screaming what the psalm was saying today that we just said, let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. Let him in. Say yes. Again, Bernard says that when she did say yes, fiat mihi secundum verbum tuum, let it be done unto me according to your word. When she did say yes, he said the farthest star in the farthest distance of the universe danced for joy. It's a beautiful image. I want to share briefly here, just for a second, um, a reflection from a 20th century British mystic named Carol Houselander. I know some, some women in the parish are doing an Advent book study on her classic. It's called The Reed of God, and it is exquisite. This comes from The Reed of God. She wrote that, by the way, in, in the London underground during the bombings of London during the Second World War, which is pretty extraordinary. Okay, this is what she says. The whole thing, meaning the incarnation, was to happen secretly. There was to be no announcement. The psalmist had hymned Christ's coming on harps of gold. The prophets had foretold it with burning tongues, but now the loudest telling of his presence on earth was to be the heartbeat within the heartbeat of a child. It was to be a secret, and God was so jealous of his secret that he even guarded it at the cost of his little bride's seeming dishonor. This proved that God knew Our Lady's trust in him was absolutely without limit. She was to give him her body and soul unconditionally, and what in this new light would have seemed absurdly trivial to anyone but the child bride of wisdom, she was to give him her daily life. She was not even asked to live it alone with this God who was her own being and whose being was to be hers. No, he asked for her ordinary life shared with Joseph. She was not to neglect her simple human tenderness, her love for an earthly man, because God was her unborn child. On the contrary, the hands and feet, the heart, the waking, sleeping, and eating that were forming Christ were to form him in service to Joseph. 
Yes, it certainly seemed that God wanted to give the world the impression that it is ordinary for him to be born of human creature. Well, that is a fact. God did mean it to be the ordinary thing, for it is his will that Christ shall be born in every human being's life, and not, as a rule, through extraordinary things, but through the ordinary daily life and the human love that people give to one another. Our Lady said yes. She said yes for us all. It was as if the human race were a little dark house without light or air, locked and latched. The wind of the Spirit had beaten on the door, rattled the windows, tapped on the dark glass with the tiny hands of flowers, flung golden seed against it even, in the hours of storm lashed it with the bows of a great tree, the prophecy of the cross. And yet the Spirit was outside. But one day, a girl opened the door, and the little house was swept pure and sweet by the wind. Seas of light swept through it, and the light remained in it. And in that little house, a child was born, and the child was God. Our Lady said yes for the human race. Amen.